Thank you for listening to Liberty Christian Center's podcast. Let's join Pastor Paul Carlson for today's message. Well, if you have your Bibles, you know, and you're, you're not, if you're done waving them around and all that, if you want to, you can turn over to Psalm chapter 20, verse 7. I know Dana could probably open her Bible to that really quickly because she's been speaking this verse at our house for the last couple weeks. Every time I, I get up for coffee in the morning, Dana's always on her second cup by then, and she's, she's, um, she's, she's talking about this scripture. So you know, Dana, I do listen to you. <laughs> Just don't talk to me until I've had that second cup myself. <laughs> Some, it says this, some, some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They're brought down and fallen, but we're risen and stand upright. Hallelujah. That's a good one. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of of the Lord our God. What I want to talk about this morning is about that name. I want to talk about the name of Jesus. Do you guys know that name? Why don't we just say it? Can you say it? Say Jesus. Jesus. It's just kind of a nice sound, isn't it? Jesus. You know, that, that name can stir up controversy. You know, you don't believe me? You walk into an establishment today and just say Jesus. I mean, it, it, it stirs things up. You know, you could say other names. You could say Mohammed. You could say Buddha. People probably won't even notice that unless you're here in church here. Then you're going to have people coming around loving on you. Let's speak in the name of Jesus. But you say that name, and it, and it stirs things up. I was reading uh, Franklin Graham's book recently. Do you guys know who Franklin Graham is? He's the eldest son of evangelist Billy Graham. And he wrote a book about the name. And, and he talked about the time that he went to pray at a memorial service at Columbine uh, High School. If you all remember that back in, in the day, there was a tragedy that happened there and kids were, were executed. And it was awful. It was, it was, a, it was a, a national time of mourning. And Franklin Graham had been given the, the, the honor to come and pray at this memorial service. And when he did, you know, he records his whole prayer in the book, but the, the key is he got to the end and he prayed in that name. And you know, he got flack for it. People right there at the event that day, not everybody, of course, some people loved it. But there were people that came up to him that day and said, you offend me. And Franklin said, I was just, I was baffled. How could I have offended them? I was reaching out in love. They said, you offend me when you use that name. I can tell you, that name stirs things up. It stirs things up. I, you know, I, you guys, I tell my stories. You know me. I remember walking in Haiti. John, we were down there by, by, by where Terry's, son has an orphanage. Anyway, we were down there one time evangelizing. Now this area, it's a country area. And, and uh, it was an undeveloped area, you know, 25 years ago. And uh, primarily, the people in that area 
were into voodoo, okay? That's just, I mean, that's just how it was, you know? And, and uh, we were out there with some of the Bible students in the school that we had passing out tracts that had been given to us by T.L. Osborne, who went to heaven last week. And uh, 89, almost 90 years old, and he went to heaven. That man had, had spoke face to face probably to more people on this earth than any man alive that had ever lived. And had crowds of half a million people all the time were coming to his crusades, and he'd preach the gospel with power. T.L. would preach the gospel in Jesus' name. He knew the power in that name. But we had, we had wrote to his ministry and told him we were in Haiti. And man, they just sent us boxes full of tracts in the French language, which people could understand. And, and we were grateful for that. And we were out passing them out in the, in the country one day. And I remember a, 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 a voodoo witch doctor came out. You know what I'm talking about. And, and, and I said, brother, or I didn't call him brother. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember I just said, Jesus, I'll tell you what, you say that to somebody who's in that kind of a spiritual state, it shakes them up. You know what he did? He threw holy water on me. <laughs> now, I got to clarify it. It wasn't really holy water. It was, it was water in a bottle, but they thought it was holy water. And I remember everybody was like, oh. And I was kind of like, I felt kind of good. If you've ever been in Haiti, it's hot. It's hot. Let me tell you what. You're sweating all the time. And, you know, someone throws water on you, you know, it feels kind of good. But he didn't mean it to feel good. He was angry. And I just said, Jesus, Jesus. It stirs people up to hear the name of Jesus. Let me tell you what. You speak the name of Jesus and it brings life to people when they're open to it. And I want to tell you this morning, I want to just talk about it. I want to elevate our faith in the name of Jesus. I want to, how do you do that? How are you going to elevate our faith in the name of Jesus? Well, we're going to talk about the name. We're going to look in the Bible about what, what the Word says about the name. Because you do that, and it'll increase faith in you. I know I've had times where I've just, just meditated on the name of Jesus and it's just risen up in me, you know, out to where I'll just go out and lay hands on somebody and they get healed because I have faith in the name. Now, you can take the name and you can quote it like a parrot. You know what I mean? I mean, parrots can be pretty smart, I understand. I know there's people even in the church that got cockatoos and things like that that can, can talk and say things. But I'm telling you, just speaking the name like a parrot won't get the job done. But taking the name and building faith in your heart and speaking the name from, from your in, inner man, that'll shake things up in the world. I, I, I'd say this, that the name of Jesus is something you need for daily operation, kingdom operation on planet Earth. It's something, you know, they used to be commercials. I don't watch commercials anymore, but there used to be commercials about, I think it was American Express credit cards. And they said, don't leave home without it. Hey, I can leave home if I want to without American Express credit cards. Or I can take them with. But I'll tell you what, don't leave home without the name of Jesus. 
Sometimes, you know, I've found this, that, you know, when emergencies come up, crises come up in life, you don't always feel adequate. You don't always seem like you know exactly what to pray. But I'm telling you this, you can have a, a, a reservoir on the inside of you of faith in this name. And this name can be pulled out in any emergency that you face. I'll tell you, when, when the devil's coming at you fast and furious, you can pull out the name of Jesus and stop him in his tracks. Ha ha. <laughs> All right, pastor, get back up there behind the pulpit. <laughs> Psalm 91, let's turn there. We're talking about the name of Jesus. There is a name above every name, and that name is the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It's just good to even just say it. Saying that name, Jesus. So I'll, t I'll be honest with you. Some, well, I hope you're always honest with this, Pastor. I'll, I'll be frank with you. There's some days, you know, in just coming to church here, you know, we get up, we do the worship, and I'm getting ready to preach, and I can just sense resistance in the air. With you lovely people, and it isn't you people that's resisting. Okay, did you hear that? I better say that again. I'm not talking about any person. I'm just talking about I know I'm going to get up and preach. And Stephen and the band have been up here leading worship. And there's just like funkiness out there that's trying to keep the flow from what God wants it to be. Now, I'm not devil conscious. You know that, right? I'm not a devil conscious person. I don't go looking for demons on doorknobs. They're probably there. I just don't look for them. I look at Jesus. I look at his power. There could be witch doctors. When I lived in, the time that I lived in Haiti, Dana and I lived there, we had three witch doctors within a block of us. They're all different too. One of them was a real highfalutin business type guy, although he wore these kind of robes and stuff and different than I did, but, but uh, he was very meticulous. He had a, a very nice house. It was different than, but it was, it was all white and kind of sparkly. Remember that? Kind of, it looked like it was the nicest house on, in the area. And he had a big gate around it. I'd always see him out there with his hose, cleaning his driveway, just keep making everything look nice. And, and I, I, believe it or not, I stood out when I lived in Haiti. I was the only white guy in my neighborhood. And, and they didn't all know my name, but I'd go walk down the street, and they, you'd think they did because they all called me Blanc. Hey, Blanc, Blanc, that's white boy. That was me. They all called me that. I thought, wow, they gave me a nickname. Cool. I'd walk by that guy's house. He'd wave at me, you know, like, yeah, nice, nice. And then one, one night, you know, Dane and I, we, we, we love to walk. We still go on walks, you know. That's like our time. We, we got a dog that likes to walk. And, and we, we go on a couple mile walk through the cornfield. Now, I got to admit, this winter it hasn't been every day, you know. But we have goals we're trying to hit on our walks. We love it, though. We did that in Haiti. Every day we'd go on a walk there because there ain't nothing else to do, I can tell you. <laughs> if you're not preaching, go for a walk. Yeah. But we remember when we'd walk by the, the witch doctor's house of the, the highfalutin guy, you know, and 
I remember walking by one night, he's standing in his door, his gate was open, and he's standing in his courtyard, and he's got a lady standing like in front of him, and, and he's blowing fire out of his mouth. And Dana and I are walking by, it's like, well, the funniest thing to me in my mind was, is that nobody paid any attention to it even, except me and Dana. We're like, looking at that guy, and, you know, a little bald head guy with his robes on, he's like, blowing fire. I mean, sheesh, man. And, and, and everybody else is like he was playing basketball, you know, in his, by his garage or something. That's what they thought it was like. But we just, you know, we, we kept walking, you know, like, oh, anyway. But, but then we had this team come down from Washington State, Pastor Kerry Oliphant. And he, they were a wild bunch. We always had teams coming while we lived there. We had the Bible school that would go on Monday through Friday. And and then we'd, different times we'd have teams coming from different parts of America and they'd come to help and do things, whatever their particular abilities were, we'd put them to work. Pastor Kerry brought this team down, you remember that, Dana, and, and they were adventurous. They were like, you know, they were like you, John, you know, they, they wanted to go see the voodoo temples and whatever. So they actually had one guy who was another witch doctor in the neighborhood who was more of the Tarzan type of witch doctor. But he was like really out there spiritually, you know. He, he, they had, Pastor Kerry had a guy on his team when he walked up to this guy, that guy knew him by name and they'd never met. And they started talking. And this guy, this witch doctor gave, gave his heart to Jesus. His name was George, in case you were wondering. Remember George, Dana? And George, after that, he came to our house and came to Bible studies and things. It was, it, doing that was like, it was risky business to, to give your life to Christ when you're the witch doctor. Basically, you're a marked person, you know. But George did that. He, he gave his heart to Christ. He, he gave up his profession. And, and uh, I've got a video of George, actually. If you ever want, I'll, I'll show it to you. I better not tell him all that, right? Okay. Anyway, it was a voodoo service he was, anyway, conducting. But, uh, but anyway, George got saved. But, but anyway, we were going to this, this we are going to go visit the, the, the high class guy. And so Pastor Carrie and Terry, Terry's the, you know, the head of the mission down there. And, and a couple of their, their people from their church and, and myself, you know, didn't want to miss it. You know, I was like you back then, I guess. But we went over to the, 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 the guy that, that, you know, blew fire and all that stuff and knocked on his gate. And, and uh, you know, anyway, he didn't speak any English, but, but he knew who I was. And, uh, you know, because he waved to me every day. And, and, and uh, he invited us in. He was busy with a client. So it was almost like a waiting room. We sat on this bench in his courtyard waiting for him. And, and when he was done with the client, he came over, you know, looked rather eager to me, like, what do these guys want? And right away, I, I don't know who it was, it might have been Pastor Kerry, stood up and he just said, we came to tell you about Jesus. I want to tell you, just saying that name, the atmosphere in that courtyard dramatically changed. It went from being a, a, where they were, he was welcoming us to he stood back it was like, it was like we, we assaulted him. We, he stood back with his hands up, and what he wanted was us to not touch him in any way. You know, I, I didn't have mastery of the Creole language, but I could pretty much figure out what was coming out of his mouth at that point. 
and it wasn't, you know, he wasn't offering us, you know, something nice to drink or anything. He was saying, get out of here, guys, and don't touch me. And every day after that, when I drove by, I, you know, I used to wave at him. He'd look the other way. He wouldn't look at me anymore. He wouldn't look me in the eye. He wouldn't look the other way because we said the name of Jesus. The devil doesn't like it when you guys realize there's a name above every name. He doesn't like it. But I'm telling you what, the name of Jesus is something you need every day while you're doing kingdom business on planet earth. Psalm 91, verse 14. I love Psalm 91. You know, it's a powerful psalm. Uh, you know, there's stories I could tell you about Psalm 91. There was a, a group of officers of, of, of military personnel in World War I that made a pact. And they said, every day, we, we, we say this, every day we are going to read and pray Psalm 91 over our lives. At the end of the war, you know, the people that had made this pact, they'd, they'd seen frontline duty. But at the end of the war, every one of them was alive. Every one of them had, had seen, stared death in the eye, but they'd been saved. It's a psalm of protection. It's a psalm that is valid in World War I. It was valid before the New Covenant. It's valid today. The Jews say this, that it's a psalm of deliverance. And, and, and they, they have it written that reading this out loud seven times a day is a, is a psalm of deliverance. If you want to do that, there'd be nothing wrong with that. It'd be okay. I've done it. Psalm 91.14, though, is a tremendous verse. And it says this. It says, because he set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I'll set him on high because he's known my name. Isn't that, isn't that just great? Huh. I'll set him on high because he's known my name. I'll deliver him. I'll deliver him. I'll set him on high because he knows my name. You know, it's not just being a Christian that this is talking about. Thank God. I mean, nothing in the world like being a Christian. Most important thing you'll ever do. But I'm telling you, you can be a Christian and this you don't know his name and this stuff isn't working for you. Ouch. What are you talking about, Pastor? I'm saying that we need to know some things. Thank God you can be thoroughly saved, born again, but miss out on things that God has for you here in this life. Doesn't mean you won't go to heaven. Thank God. Thank God. All you need to know to go to heaven is Jesus is my Savior. But I'm telling you this. this, is ta this I'm talking about things that are going to help you right here on the earth. These are things, so, did I ever finish what I was talking about? Some days when I'm going to preach, and I come out here, you know, and there's just like a, there's like a battle that can go on. But not like that today. It's not like that today. But some days, you come out here, and, and there can be a battle. Very, you know, really, to be honest, it's very seldom. 
Most days, it's quite the opposite. You know, and again, it's nothing to do with the people here. There's just principalities and powers. There's warfare. And I want to tell you, people get all hung up on warfare. Why don't I just give you one clue? This is one, if you just knew this, this would, would help you anytime. Is speak in the name of Jesus. Sometimes I'm sneaky. Sometimes I'll come out here and I'll get the mic. I'll say, all right, let's just all say it together. Let's say, Jesus. You know, that's all I'm doing. I'm just, what I'm doing, I'm breaking things up. Now you know the secret. <laughs> I'm saying Jesus. Jesus. You wouldn't think it'd be hard to get up and just talk about the gospel and talk about how God loves you, about how that he's a good God. But I'm telling you, sometimes you do that and there is like resistance. There is resistance. It's like this invisible wall that's going, wama, 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 wama. And then the devil, you know what the, one of the devil's favorite lines to you? If you ever hear this, you can, I almost guarantee it's the devil. He says, what are you going to do now? It's actually a little whiny. What are you going to do now? <laughs> Has he ever told you that? <laughs> Has there ever been pressure or circumstances that come against you in life and the devil just whispers in your ear? He says, what are you going to do now? Well, I'll tell you what you do. You stand up in the name of Jesus. You command him to cease in his maneuvers in the name of Jesus. He has to obey you. Hallelujah. Thank God. Woo. All right. I got some other versions here of the Bible, some other translations. The Living Bible says it like this, 91.14. It says, For the Lord says, Because he loves me, I'll rescue him. I'll make him great because he trusts in my name. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we're going to trust, we're going to remember, we're going to rely on the name of the Lord our God. The RSV says, because he cleaves to me in love, I will deliver him, I'll protect him because he knows my name. The basic Bible says, I'll take him out of danger, I'll put him in a place of honor because he's kept my name in his heart. The Byington version says, I'll set him out of reach of harm because he knows my name. The New Berkeley says, I'll place him securely on high for he has faith in my name. Securely on high, out of reach of harm, out of danger. Deliver, protect, make great. Knowing the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. You may not understand everything you are in Christ, but know this, you've been given the name that's above every name. The name that's above every name. E.W. Kenyon wrote a book called The Wonderful Name of Jesus. You know, I, I love this book. It's a great one. Um, and I'll read you just a quick little thing here. He says in this book, this, this is probably written, you know, says copyright 64, but Kenyon was preaching more in the earlier part of the century. And he says, several years ago, I was holding a meeting in a city in Tennessee. And one afternoon, while giving an address on the name of Jesus, a lawyer interrupted me. He said, do you mean to say that Jesus gave us the power of attorney, the legal right to use his name? I said to him, brother, you're a lawyer. I'm a layman. 
tell me, did Jesus give us the power of attorney? He said, if language means anything, then Jesus gave to the church the power of attorney. I asked him, what is the value of this power of attorney? He answered and said, it depends on how much there is in back of it, how much authority, how much power this name represents. He, Kenyon says, then I began to search to find out how much power and authority there was in that name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, all power has been given to him in heaven and in earth. Years ago, probably 30 years ago, I worked for Terry and Carrie Nelson. And, and at that time, I worked in the office. Why'd you do that? Because I wanted to do anything I could to be in ministry. So I said, you know, I knew Terry, and he had just recently started this evangelistic ministry, and he was going out and praying for people and getting people healed. I said, hey, I'll do anything you want. I knew at that time they were on the road a lot. They were just traveling around the country preaching. So I said, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll go to your house. I'll pray there. I'll do the bills or whatever. And, you know, and, and I, do you know anything about that? Barely. But I said, I'll do whatever I can do, you know. So I started doing that. And, and uh, eventually I started traveling with them in, in the States. And eventually, you know, we bought the land in Haiti. And I moved down to Haiti to run the Bible school. But, but before that, you know, they were on, on the road a lot. And I'd be back in the office. And I was paying the bills. So what we did is we got this little rubber stamp. It's amazing you can do these things. We got this little rubber stamp that had Terry G. Nelson signature on it. Let me tell you what. That was power. How much power was it? Well, it depended on any given moment how much there was in that checkbook. <laughs> but whatever was in that checkbook, I had this little rubber stamp and I could go, you know, I could forge his name pretty well, but it was even cooler when I had, not that I ever did. It was really cool <laughs> that I could take this little rubber stamp and go, psh, psh, and there it was, and pay the bill. Psh, psh, pay myself, a, pay a check. Psh, you know, whatever I had to do. It was authority in that name. Well, Kenyon says this lawyer came up to him while he was preaching in Tennessee and said, you know what? Jesus, according to what the Word of God says, Jesus has given us the power of eternity, a power of eternity, attorney, to use his name. And whatever he's got, he's given us access. John 16, if you'll turn there. John 16, going to start in verse 23. Jesus says here, he's talking to his disciples, he says, And in that day you shall ask me nothing. In that day, in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he'll give it to you. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name, ask and you'll receive, that your joy may be full. 
When Jesus was talking to the disciples, this was new information to these guys. To many of us, this is new information today. But he said this, he says, guys, you haven't been doing this so far. This hasn't been your, your mode of operation at this point. But he says, there's coming a day, the day he's talking about is the day of the new creation, the day that you and I are living in. But he's saying to them right there in the earth before even the death, burial, and resurrection, he says, listen, guys, there's coming a day. You don't need to ask me about this. You go right to the Father in my name. In my name. Say in Jesus' name. In Jesus. He says, you go to the Father and you ask in my name. And whatever you're asking in my name, he says, it'll, it'll be given to you. I like this. He ends it. He says, that your joy may be full. You see, a lot of us have not had our joy full because we've been asking the wrong person. A lot of us are facing trials and, and, and challenges in life, and we talk to everybody about it. But we don't go to the Father in Jesus' name. You see, when you go to the Father in Jesus' name, and you got faith in Jesus' name, man, I'm telling you, you can go and unload on Him the things that you're dealing with, and you can leave them with Him. And you know, Jesus, he was talking about this. He says, you can do this, guys, and you can leave that place of prayer free as a bird. Amen. Hallelujah. Because there's power in the name of Jesus. It gets the job done. It'll hold up in court the name of Jesus. I like the Living Bible on this. He says, and at that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. You can go directly to the Father and ask Him. And He'll give you what you ask for because you use my name. Then He goes on, He says, you haven't tried this before, but begin now. Ask using my name and you'll receive and your cup of joy will overflow. Ha! Ha! I like that. I like the way He thinks. He isn't just talking about just filling the cup up to the top, having to be careful in case you might spill on the carpet. No, he's saying, let's just fill that baby up till it's over the top and spilling everywhere, full of joy. Because we've been given the name, the name of Jesus. I'll just read this one in John 16. It says, at that day, 26, you shall ask in my name, and I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you. The Living Bible says you'll present your petitions over my signature. And I won't need to ask the Father to grant these requests. He sees that signature. He sees that name. He sees the clout that's behind what you're presenting them to, to him. Mark 16. We'll go here. And there's a lot of places we could go. But we're talking about this morning in particular is that there is power in the name of Jesus. There's power in that name, and that name has been given to you. We make things too hard sometimes, you know? We just got to, well, you know, if I just feel the goosebumps, <laughs> it'll be so. No, it doesn't matter if you feel goosebumps or not. Well, if I could just say the right kind of prayer. Jesus, there you go. Okay? <laughs> I'm just not eloquent like Apollos, you know. Paul could have said that. 
What do you got? You got Jesus. You say the name of Jesus. That name spoken from a heart of faith, man, it'll move mountains. It'll change circumstances. It'll change people. Sometimes, you, you know, there's people that, that you love that aren't getting things that they need. I'm just going to tell you, this is not a magic wand. This is a spiritual principle. You speak the name of Jesus over their life. Command things to go from them in Jesus' name. You know, command the, you know, the whatever it is that's blinding them. Say, I command you to go in Jesus' name. I command oppression to go in Jesus' name. Jesus gave us authority. He gave us his name. Mark 16 When you use the name of Jesus, you can have joy even before you see the manifestation of what you prayed for. Believe in the name. Say, I believe in the name, believe in the name. that's above every name. The name of Jesus has been given to me to conduct kingdom business here on this earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Carry it with you everywhere. Now it doesn't even take up any room in your pocket. Don't you hate things you got in your pocket? They're all bulky and stuff. You know, I'm constantly going through my wallet, you know, throwing out things I don't need because I don't like that thick, I don't like that bulky stuff. I'm trimming stuff down. You know, that's what technology will do. They're trying to trim down your phones, make them thinner and slimmer and all that stuff. Tell you what, the name of Jesus fits in every suit. <laughs> when, when we, when we uh, go on missions trips, when we went to Haiti last year, I, 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 that's the thing that we talked with the team about. You need to know the name of Jesus. You need to know the power in the name of Jesus. We've got a couple people that are, are praying about going to Guatemala with the Hershey's in May. I'm going to be telling you guys, you need to know about the name of Jesus. You need to know that, that when, when situations arise that are unfavorable, the first thing you do is you speak the name of Jesus. You know, tell you what, glory to God. I say it isn't a magic wand, but I'll tell you what, when you use the name of Jesus, it, it does get things done. It changes circumstances. Mark 16, verse 17 and 18. It says, In these signs shall follow them that believe. Believe what? Well, if you go on, it says, I'll read it this way. These signs will follow them that believe in my name. I'm going to tell you this. It isn't enough just to believe. You need to believe in the name. Believe there's power in that name. Believe that name has been given to you. Believe that at that name, every knee must bow in heaven, earth, and under the earth. When you use that name, I'm telling you what, demons notice it. Oh, I just can't get rid of this. I can't get rid of this demonic thing has been just coming after me. Speak the name. Speak the name. The name of Jesus. It commands attention. You know, I'll, I'll go here. You know, I'm talking about you don't have to be weird with this stuff, okay? Sometimes, you know, you just got to say these things. You don't have to be weird. Sometimes nobody needs to know that you're speaking the name. 
Sometimes they do. Sometimes, you know, I, I remember a story about uh, Jewel uh, Stolson. Jewel was one of the founding members of this church. He's in heaven now. And he, he was a champion. And uh, he was just the sweetest. How many know him? I know there's people that do. He, 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 Donna had told me this story, his, his wife, that, that one time he was at a family gathering and there was contention in the air. There was strife in the air. You know, you can sense that stuff. It can be so, you know, manifest in such a way that, man, you could be a stranger walking in and you'd go, what's going on here? Well, that's what was going on at this family get-together. And all of a sudden, this had been going on for a while, and, and nobody could find it. So they said, where's Jewel? Where's Jewel? So somebody, probably Donna, went off looking for him. And here he was in the basement by himself, just saying, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I break the power of this stuff. Praying. He wasn't making a big fanfare about it. He got alone, got quiet, got, got before God and used the name. Break stuff. It breaks stuff. It doesn't always call for you to walk up to this person and look him in the eyeballs and say, in Jesus' name, you're grumpy. I command that to go. <laughs> you might get punched. <laughs> no, unless God says something, but, but, you know, I'm not saying that could never happen, but usually that's not the best way. It could be a way, but... <laughs> All right, these signs will follow them that believe in my name. They'll cast out devils. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it'll not hurt them. They'll lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. These are things, these are not the only things, but these are things the name does. Now again, you know, doesn't mean God's called you to a deliverance ministry. I think we all have been, actually. Maybe it does mean that. But, but you know what I'm saying. But what it is saying is that you've been given authority. The devil, you know, he doesn't have the right to be putting it over on you and your family. You know, you have the name. Use the name. You know, it says... In my, believe in my name and they, they'll cast out devils they'll speak in new tongues they'll drink any deadly thing that doesn't mean to go drink poison today it doesn't mean to go find some kind of a what are poisonous rattlesnake don't you know go looking for you don't, we don't even have them up here don't go looking for something poisonous to say oh, let's see if this works <laughs> I don't even like shots I'm not letting no snake bite me but you know, there's a, there's a Bible example where Paul was actually gathering firewood on the island of Melita, and, and a, a snake did come out and bite his arm. And, and people all thought, oh, my goodness, this guy must be really bad. He's being judged. This is what they thought. You know, they thought he was going to drop dead. You know, Paul shook the snake off into the fire in Jesus' name, and, and he went on. And it, he had a revival in the place. Still there. So... Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. You know, this is for daily living. This is stuff, you know, probably when, when this was spoken, when Jesus said these things, these are probably things that, that could have been happening to them all the time. They could have, you know, you ever go to a third world country? I'm telling you what, drinking the water can be poison. 
you know, it'll keep you going for a long time in the wrong situation. <laughs> Clear things up. No, but, but uh, the name of Jesus. I think that was given for missionaries, you know? People going into strange places that they're not used to using the name of Jesus. Laying hands on the sick, they shall recover. Well, as you can tell, you know what? We're, we're, we're probably not going to finish everything there is to say about the name of Jesus today. But what is our goal? My goal in this, God's goal, I believe, is this, to stir us up. To elevate our faith in the name of Jesus. I want to just tell you this. This wasn't just given for pastors. This wasn't just given for evangelists. This was given for all of us. This was given for daily living. Not to be weird, you know, not to be weird. I'm using your line, Stephen. This isn't to be weird. This is just to do the word. This is to allow you to walk in victory. This is allowing you to deal with the circumstances of life. You know, not people. This isn't to manipulate people. Or that's, that's witchcraft, trying to mess with people. But when you, met, when you stand firm and, and take authority over the things of the unseen... That's spiritual authority, okay? Most of this stuff is the stuff you do, you know, before you ever leave home in the morning. It's the kind of stuff you pray. You know, you, you, know, you might have a husband or wife. You, you grab your hands. Let's just pray right now in Jesus' name. Sometimes it's pulling it out when an emergency happens. But I'm telling you, this is what you need for living in the day we're living. Thank you for listening to Liberty Christian Center's podcast. To partner with this ministry or for any additional information, please visit libertychristiancenter.org.